everybody, it's me, Weirdo, from Everyone's Sam Jenny, and so are you. Do you ever get tired of listening to the same thing over and over again? Watching the same thing over and over again? Or eating the same thing for breakfast every day for an entire year straight? We're not sponsored by Campbell's yet. Even though that's what I ate every morning for an entire year. That's why I'm a champion now, obviously. And with that being said, let's get ready to rumble. Sam, if I may, you can't say that anymore. Um, Michael Buffer became irrelevant over a decade ago, and it's 2023 now, um, which means we should probably rename Fat Gary to Plus Size Gary. Anyway, I made this for you, Doug. If you're wondering if you're the Doug I'm referring to, it's probably you. I don't know that many Dougs. So get ready for a variety hour too. From Everyone's Weird, and so are you. Shut up, Ben. Jimmy Chunga. Hey, Ronan. Hey, Sam. How you doing? I'm good. Just over here being your twin sister in America. I'm just wondering if you uh, would take the lead on introducing the second variety hour for me because I have no idea what to do. We're doing another one of those. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to uh, in- introduce this thing. I believe in this thing, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know let's, you do. So yeah, yeah, go, yeah go ahead. Happen. Whenever you're ready, if you can just cool. add little, that'd be awesome. Great. Great. So, uh, dear listeners and viewers, we really put our soul and our heart into this. Cool. I think uh, I think we got it. I think uh, that's one in the bag. Oh, nice. I couldn't hear you the whole time. Oh yeah, I. Were, were you not I think ready? There was a problem with your. I think there's a problem with your audio. There's a problem with my. Um, it's like yeah, your like on. your microphone. Thought, yeah, there's like a lot of dust actually on my microphone. We haven't recorded in in a little while, so that's probably all that is. Do you want to take this? Okay. And I'll just. Yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll try to do what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Just, just, yeah. just do do it as good as I did it, and and it'll be <laughs> That's fine. not gonna happen, but I'll try. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Cool. So, okay. hey everybody, it's me and Sam from Everyone's Weird. So are you? We're gonna do Is that okay? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I don't know, Josh, was that, was that cool? Did we get that? Oh. Yeah, Sam, I think what, it was good. What, what's, what's wrong on your end? Probably uh, just from bored people walking by. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll take this one. I'll, I'll, I'll take okay, this one, okay, and you, you, you figure out what, what's going on with your mic. Okay, okay, so. Okay, we'll do. For the last we'll time. We'll do. Here we go. Variety hour. Attention, world dignitaries. And we take that so seriously. 
Um, never before has there been... Oh, so... I'm so sorry, Sam. I think you might have been doing your Hare Krishna uh, routine. Oh, well, I, was, I, I think... Oh, so I, think I think you might have actually been... Oh. Hey, when I asked you to do that, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's, it's sorry. fine, it's fine. We've all got our foibles and taking on an entire cultural and religious ceremony is, you know, one of yours. That's fine, that's fine. Um, Thanks for always understanding you me what's so much. Thank you. Now, yeah. now that you're okay. clearly in the zone, now that you've warmed up, why, why, why don't you just take this one? You, you, you hit us with a... A solid intro. I'm actually just going to get myself ready. Okay. For, okay. I'm Rodan Daly. Get into here. This is Everyone's Weird and Sorry, right now or two. We're professionals. Hey, hey. I am Vince King, actor, writer, and a co host of Everyone's Weird and So Are You. But enough about me. I'm here today to introduce Tonya, who's our new administrative assistant. Prior to joining the team, Tonya was a call center operator of sorts. Admittedly, she's a little vague on the details. However, Tonya brings a whimsical spirit and a lovely voice, which stimulates and motivates others in the team. Gets the creative juices flowing, so to speak. And Tonya has a, Tonya is a great asset to the team. And all of us, with the exception of a few in HR, are very excited to have her on board. We look forward to helping her settle in and showing her the ropes. Anyway, here's Tonya. Hello? Yes, this is Tonya. Have I been bad? Oh, I've been so bad this week. That I've just completely fallen behind in my reading for book club. And it's such a shame, too, because the plot is so intriguing. It's about this old man who gets stuck at sea, and all I can think about is how he's sad and alone. Sad and alone. Sad and alone. He tries to remember what it was like to spend time with another person, but that only reminds him that he's so deeply sad and so completely alone. Then the salt water and the scorching sun make him break out in uncontrollable chafing everywhere. Everywhere. Everything itches and he moves around so much trying to scratch it that the boat just won't stop rocking and he gets so seasick that he vomits in his dirty long beard. Then he gets a bunch of splinters in his back and they get so, so infected. I'm just at the part where he realizes that his diarrhea from eating dirty fish is driving all the fish away. So he has to start pooping inside his own boat if he wants to eat, but then the smell makes him vomit again. Then it's about eight more chapters of crying and shitting and vomiting, and that's all I've read so far. It's a really good book, though. It's called Great Expectations. So I just wanted to thank you for coming to our follow-up in-person interview for the role as our studio secretary for Everyone's Weird and So Are You. We're going to film this if that's okay with you. Uh, we just want to make sure we can look back and make sure we're making the right choice for our team. You really don't have to use the phone while you're in person, though. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I apologize if I seem a little out of sorts. It's just so hot down here, and I feel a little overdressed. But I understand that you're longing for a symbiotic connection with someone to be your business liaison. 
Yeah, so so you stated in your in the video chat during your pre-interview that you didn't think you were the right fit for the industry that you were working in previously. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Well, you see, I got all sorts of questions that made me downright uncomfortable continuing the conversations I was supposed to be having. Can you give me like an example of what made you uncomfortable in the context in which these conversations were happening? Oh, it would be my pleasure to give you anything you desire. So, I would have people just call my phone for a conversation, and then no matter what, they would try to turn the conversation into overtly sexual exchange, which led me to nervously recount various embarrassing, mundane, disgusting, or otherwise humanizing events during my day and overall long lifetime. Why did you just not respond and just hang up? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was deflection that caused me not to hang up, or maybe it was societal pressure to feel like I have a purpose and to make enough money to fit the cost and standard of living in my specific geographical area. That's surprisingly introspective. I can appreciate that. And I can appreciate that marijuana just became legal in Minnesota because it'll do nothing but boost the state's economy and decriminalize nonviolent crimes. So I take it that you are well-versed in the current political climate. What's political? Oh, 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 is that where you're polite, but only just a little? I can't handle how adorable you are. Do you want to make out? Wait, what? Like bandits together is the best team on earth. Actually, yeah, you're super entertaining and highly provocative. I think I'll give you a chance. Oh, honey, I promise not to disappoint you. I can handle real big tasks and really hard problems. <laughs> this is great. Wait. just happened. The transformation is complete. Wanna go to the library and look at the encyclopedia of insects? Actually, yeah. More than anything, I want that right now so bad. Okay, sister. Let's grab our denture cream, pull up our compression hose, and get to moving. Wait. Did something happen to my teeth? Oh, yeah, sorry. I put my great big in your mouth. Oh, Rosie, you're so cute. I see why Arla loves you so much. You're kind of hard to upright, though. Let's try something. Right. Rawr. 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 Okay, let's clap. Clap, 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 clap. Rawr. Ah, we're getting it. That's great. Do you want to write in my diary? It's my first day at work. I'm really nervous. Yeah. Okay, let's try it. Do you know how to write? Oh shoot, I'm not reading you. I forgot about that. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Dear Diary, it's my first day at work and I'm really nervous. And I'm wondering if everyone's gonna like me or not. 
Hey, Tonya. What? Hey, I, uh, oh, wow, I love what you've done with the place. Did you, did you get permission from Sam? Who's Sam? Uh, our boss. Oh, the pretty lady with the blue hair? I'm sure she'll have the transformation. What the just happened? The transformation is complete. All right, call this sandwich shop down the street. Okay. There's a few customizations, but they should be able to handle it and be made sure to make a detailed list there for you. Okay, got it. I will do that right away. I don't even little old me can handle all this meat and this many footlongs. <laughs> Ready? I can put you down, okay? Hi, it's me, Tonya. Yeah, I'd just like to order a few things that I need to be ready to go in 34 minutes and 43 seconds. Oh, I'm sorry it's so last minute, mister. I'm just following my daddy's, uh, I mean boss's instructions. Okay, thank you for understanding. You're such a gentleman. Okay, so first item. One foot long Italian stallion for Rex with extra, extra, extra mayo. Oh my, I hope he can handle all that meat and sauce with his full mouth dentures as well as his ulcerative colitis. Oh, I'm sorry, yes, yes, much more. There's so much more. Huh, one second, I just, I can't read very well. I'm holding my phone. I've got a cord. Okay, <laughs> okay. Two six inch big mics with extra meat. That's right, honey. I need two at the same time for my twin sister, Terry. She also wants a four way. Wait, what's the question? What's a four way? It's when you put three different soft drinks into one cup at random. Okay, next thing. One bag of fat-free plain potato chips with a perfectly half loaf of really, really hard bread with one piece of the blandest cheese you have. I'm gonna guess it's American cheese. Perfectly positioned to cover the entirety of the sandwich's interior and the blood of two virgin souls for Josh Keach. Three large pickles for Tonya. Oh, those sillies. There's so I could fit all those in my mouth at once. <laughs> Apparently Ronan wants a porker. Porker? I barely even know her. <laughs> Jasmine wants a Reuben with extra Fire Island dressing. Oops, sorry, did I say fire? I mean to say thousand. <laughs> okay. Our intern wants a skinny French dip. Oh yeah. The last time I had one of those was with Pierre after he showed me his Eiffel Tower. Oh, and my boss wants to subliminally inject a feminist message of empowerment utilizing stereotypical archetypes about the gross oversexualization and majoritively female objectification that occurs in media and on the internet. What? I said Sam wants a turkey club. Okay. You'll probably want to toss in a salad to go around and some extra condom mints. And that concludes our order. $69? What a steal! When will you be ready? I'll be coming right away. Oh, it's my pleasure. Tonya. Yeah? Oh, somebody help me. Okay. I'm coming in. You're coming in. Coming. Tonya. Hey.
she do to my studio? All mark cards? Why does the wall need pillows? Danny, no! What? Tonya, we need to talk! <clears throat> Tonya, we need to talk! Every new job is a little bit of a transition, but we're really happy to have Tonya aboard. Up next is Ben, my new living assistant, talking about Legos. He's really enthusiastic about it. Hello and welcome back to Bricklink. I, my name is Ben, and this is a review of LEGO Star Wars 7675. This set consists of 798 pieces, and is the first set to bring back the Stap Speeder, as well as showcase Captain Rex, Ahsoka, and Anakin from the Clone Wars. Um, as well, in this set, you are also given an additional clone trooper. Um, you are not given a pilot or a gunner. It's, it, it is what it is. Deal with it. Um, this is a 2008 Star Wars set, um, just under 800 pieces. Um, retail price we'd have to look up again, um, but let's get right down to the figures. Um, at number one, we've got Ahsoka. Ahsoka includes one green lightsaber with the new color. Um, if some of you are older fans, you may be more familiar with the chrome hilt. Um, it's now more of a brushed stainless color hilt, um, and I think it looks really good. Um, you get this with Anakin as well with the blue lightsaber, but here on Ahsoka you can see that we have the original, um, plastic mold for her head, um, as well as the Padawan tunic. Um, Ahsoka's robes are personalized, which the Jedi Order is all for, um, assuming that you are more or less following the traditional colors of the Order, so Jedi like her and Ayla Secura may have been more, um, non-traditional, um, perhaps in a combative style, but not combative to the Order. Um, moving on, we've got the Hutlet. Um, the Hutlet is exclusive to this set. It includes two little arms and one Hutlet piece. The Hutlet can be set on a single stud. Uh, moving on to our next figure, we've got the Battle Droid. Um, this Battle Droid includes the regular arms so that it can hold the handles on the speeder. Um, please know that if you're not careful with the droid, the hands will crack. Um, and so your best bet to do is just to slide them on and then slide them onto the torso. Um, at this point in the Clone Wars, the droids are no longer controlled by the backpacks, and you may find that it is, um, more centralized towards the TV show. They stopped doing the backpacks, um, later on when they re released the, um, fuck. <laughs> when my daughter was four, she used to say, Mom, that's booby. It scares me. Do you think you know what spooby is? Not yet. Not until now. It's time for spooby stories with Sam. And roll. Sam from everyone spooked but mostly you so here's a story for you that I heard from a friend my friend Jeff Jeff has been different ever since this day Jeff is not okay one day Jeff woke up 
it was a normal everyday average Saturday. And he was like, oh shit, it's Saturday. Because at first he was like, I didn't wake up to my alarm. It's the weekday. And he's like, oh, it's Saturday. It's fine. I'm going to go out for brunch. I'm going to get mimosas. I'm going to get some sushi. I'm going to go like sport in town and like take a walk. Walk my dog. Maybe go for a jog. Probably not jog. I'm going to think about going for a jog, but then not actually jog like everybody else does. And then I'm going to see what my friends are up to in the afternoon. And he starts calling all of his friends. He gets the phone and he dials the phone that he has, which is much similar to this phone that is, he has the newest technology of phones because Jeff is really cool. So, he dials his friend with only a four digit phone number. His name is Steve. Steve doesn't answer. Jeff's like, What the hell, Steve? That's rude. So he leaves a message. He goes, hey, it's Jeff. Just want to see what you're doing. Um, didn't really have plans this Saturday. Kind of lazy day. Like, see, want to see a movie or, like, go to, like, bar hopping later? I don't know. There's any bands in town? What's going on? And he hangs up. Then he calls his friend Angela on his phone. Like so. Angela, in juxtaposition with Steve, has way too many phone numbers to dial. Anyway, she doesn't answer. He's like, what is going on with everybody? Like, is everybody busy? Is there something going on that I don't know about? And he leaves her a message saying basically the same thing. He's in town. He doesn't know what's going on. He has no plans. Wants to see what everybody's up to. Wants to see if there's any shows in town. Whatever. And then he hangs up the phone. He's like, you know what? I don't need friends. I can go out by myself. I can do this. I can just go explore the city by myself, even though I'm brand new here. I've only lived here for two weeks. And I only have two friends named Steve and Angela, and that's it. And they're not answering the phone. And I will take my cell phone with me in case you want to call me back and invite them down to where I'm going. Where am I going to go? I don't know. Let's look at Google Maps. Google Maps is like, go here. This is a venue called Here. He's like, that's intriguing. Here? Like, where are you going to go? Here? You know? He's like, I like that. That's funny. So he goes there to here with an Uber because he doesn't know if he's going to drink or not, or if they serve alcohol even. He walks down a narrow corridor. He knocks on the door because it's locked. A small window in the door opens. A person wearing a choker with spikes, with a ball gag, says, He's like, I can't understand you. The person takes the ball gag out of his mouth and says, Do you know the password? Jeff says, I don't know, is it zoo? Out of nowhere, the door opens. Jeff walks inside. He's like, what the hell did I just get into? This is nuts. Because he sees crazy lights, electronic dance music, people on platforms dancing and assless chaps, people who looked way too tall, and then he realizes they're on stilts. And he's like... Are the bathrooms sanitary here? I don't know. I've gone too far. I just go. I guess I just got to commit at this point in time. He walks up to this place where there are people on a stage and there are people being electrocuted and whipped by other people. And everybody seems to be enjoying this, this crowd that's surrounding them. And you see some, what he walking on, what he seems is like, like is an elliptical. And he's like, well, I said I would work out today. So I'm going to go check this out. Maybe it's a free elliptical I can just use instead of going to the gym. He walks up there and roses. It's a human being on the treadmill platform. This human being doesn't seem like 
He should fit on the treadmill platform because this human being has no legs. And he's like, why the hell is anybody walking on this dude? Like, what the hell? And then people come up and explain to him that it's Ron. He's, uh, um, what is it? Ron the Magic Carpet Ride? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the stilettos are preferred. And he doesn't have stilettos on because he's Jeff, obviously. And he starts stepping on Ron. Ron doesn't think he steps hard enough. And Ron and him shake hands. And he gets a button for being the, like, it's the first time walking on Ron. And then he just slowly exits the venue being, like, a little bit changed. But mostly just feeling like those people were really cool, but also it was too much. You know what I mean? Like for him specifically, but they're cool doing what they do, but he wants to do what he wants to do. And so he's walking down. the. He says he's just like, I, it's not my scene. Nice people, not my scene. So honestly, I feel you, Jeff, but I also get it. Thank you for having an open mind. He walks down the street. He gets to an alleyway. Out pops. Sean with a W. And he's like, yo, you want some drugs? Just like, uh, no thanks. I don't partake in that. And Sean's like, I got all the best stuff. I got honeybees. I got, I got whiskey trees. I got boot scootings, boogies. I got booger boogie trees. I got honey boot scooting boogie trees. I got, um, angel salt dust blast. I got shit that will shrink you. I got shit that will grow you. I got shit that will throw you across a football field. And he's like, I don't think I want any of that. Like that, none of that sounds like I want any part of that. And he's like, you do. I know what you want. And he looks at him and his eyes start to swirl. And all of a sudden, Jeff is in a trance. He is hypnotized. Jeff is in a trance. And he hears the voice go, you want to be Bone Tomahawk? And he feels like he does when he opens his eyes again after blinking because his eyes were dry. He sees none other than Miley Cyrus standing there with her bodyguard, Terrence, wielding a tomahawk. Terrence raises up the tomahawk. Jeff thinks, this is the end. This is why I don't go places, especially by myself. You hear the wind wish up. The tongue-like descends. To be continued. In an effort to decrease my Jimmy Fallon-ness in the show, Ronan Daly suggested that we perform some dramatic teen dialogues together. Cold read them. Just tried to act. So here's that attempt. I'm sorry, <laughs> in advance. Different episodes are always one thing. So I think we can we can figure out the intro later. Okay. Okay. Okay, so should we just introduce at least, this is Do You Know How You're Getting Home? The Dramatic Teen Dialogue, performed by Ronan Daly and Sam Jenny. Alrighty. Yeah? Okay, you want to say that? No, you just said it. I didn't click yet. But we are recording. <laughs> this is Do You Know How You're Getting Home? The dramatic teen dialogue as performed by Ronan Daly and Sam Jenny of Everyone's Weird and So Are You. And scene. Do you know how you're getting home? 
it was unclear to me whether you were reading the title or the first line of dialogue. <laughs> the first line is the title. That's very great. <laughs> so basically, this is a this is a scene um, that we are reading. We're cold reading this. We have not read this before except for the very title of it. But the first line is the title, so it's funny. So um, in a scene shared from a one-act play called High Places, Tiffany and Harrison try to get reacquainted with one another. So I'm Tiffany. He's Harrison. Let's do this. Okay. And scene. Do you know how you're getting home? I take the library. I take the library. I can't invite you over. No. No. It's complicated. Is it because of your mother? Something like that. Look, I like you, but I keep trying to make room for you to fit in my life, and I don't see it. I've tried every which way, and it's useless. Besides, I know this story and how it all ends, and I'm not willing to play my part. As much as I'd like things to work out, they won't. And if we could be adults about it, it's the best part. It's best we part ways and get on with things. Really? No, it's the truth. Tell me about your mom. No. I want to know. She was in a car accident. It's a miracle she even survived. But she suffered severe brain injuries and won't ever make a full recovery. She's kidding. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. She's getting better, though. There's days when I'll do something and I'll catch her smiling at me and I end up laughing and sorry. She's beautiful, you know. Can I ask you about your father? <laughs> what father? More like no father. Never met the man and don't want to. And you? Bet your family celebrates Christmas singing carols by your enormous Christmas tree before tearing into your gifts for the season, am I right? My parents are divorced. I have a brother in rehab and a twin sister. Oh. I'm the youngest, so I get away with more crap. But they've never paid attention to me since forever. Only I still get demands on career, school, and people I surround myself with. <laughs> Bet they'd love You'd me. You'd be their favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with a little more insanity in one's life? Speak for yourself. Thank you for the burger. <laughs> Don't mention it. I was playing Harrison as, as a deeply confused. Sub Can we just talk about? <laughs> I was playing Tiffany as a um a. a a uh, prominent uh, candidate to be the cool new youth pastor at a racist church compliant. You've got to stop ripping off my one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stop ripping off my one-liners. <laughs> Can we just talk about thank you for the burger and like the mom yeah. thing? I mean, this just came out of nowhere. Also, okay, the, we need another one. The way Harrison's description of his family escalated. Parents are divorced. Brothers in rehab. And a twin sister. <laughs> and a 
and I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. <laughs> oh my god, you have a twin sister. <laughs> what? Yeah, you poor weird. thing. Weird dude. Recognizing my own prowess for reading dramatic teen dialogues, I decided to take off on my own and read some dramatic teen monologues instead. Dare I say the student has become the master? I don't know. Let's ask Angela. Is that one of the names? I don't remember. This is a dramatic teen monologue as read by Sam Jenny. It's called Two Shades Away. The premise is Melanie is trying to come to terms with who she is and what her true calling is meant to be. She does her best to try to express what's happening. And scene. You ever feel like you're two shades away from the life you're supposed to be living? I'm there. Sometimes I look back, like right now. Usually when it hits the fan and I think about my past and where I went off track, Try to point out the place in my mind where it began because I know I was on the right path and something happened along the way that kind of bumped me over a bit. Here I am, wondering if I add up. Wondering if I'm ever going to get back on the right track again. And see. Although it may seem to you that I've had extensive, 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 countless and costly acting lessons, I have not. Next up, Take everything you think you know about climate change and lizard people. Turn it on its head, spin it around in the blender, drink it, puke it up, here you go, manifesto. Welcome to the manifesto. I am Roman Daly. If you take my government-sanctioned birth certificate at face value, we don't have much time, both in the grander sense and in terms of this broadcast. I'll try to be brief. Climate change. Much has been said on the topic. Uh, for many years, there were those who insisted that climate change was a hoax. They were ridiculed and they were laughed at. 
incorrectly so. There were those who have insisted that climate change is all too real and have named it a threat to our continued survival on this planet. And there have been those who've called them hippies, snowflakes, also incorrectly. When you peek behind the curtain, don't forget to check inside the curtain because where they tell you they don't want you to look isn't necessarily where they don't want you to look. Brace yourselves. This is a big one. Climate change exists. True. All my research, all my findings, all my delving where they do not want me to delve has confirmed that climate change is entirely real. Climate change is man-made. Also true. It is something that humanity has manufactured, created through untold numbers of corporate practices, uh, government mandates, lack of government mandates. All these things have been pushing all manner of, of hazardous chemicals into the air for the sole purpose, the intended purpose, of heating up our atmosphere and pushing along increasing cycles of climate change. Now, there are those who will you know, talk of global warming as if it's anything as simple as that, and of course it's not. Of course it's not. Climate change is not a, a simple matter of turning the thermostat up. It, it creates volatility. It creates changing weather patterns, things resettling, the, the planet interacting with its atmosphere, attempting to, to reconcile these changes, eventually, eventually stabilizing as something new, but not without great chaotic change in the meantime. Climate change is the greatest threat facing humanity. False. False. So if you're keeping up, climate change is real, climate change is man-made, and climate change is not the threat we're being told it is. At least... Not to humanity. When a 
catastrophic meteor collision sent billions of tons of dust into the Earth's atmosphere, prompting immediate and rampant climate change. Who suffered? Mammals? Oh, mammals thrived. Reptiles. Dinosaurs. Cold-blooded as they are, reptiles are not capable of adapting quickly to extreme changes in temperature. We see this in everything from overgrown crocodiles in the Nile as a result of increasing rises in temperature and dying salamanders in pet stores when the electricity cuts out overnight. Reptiles do not do well with drops and rises suddenly occurring. They need constant, steady heat to thrive. Anything else, they slow down, they shut down. They don't necessarily die, but they certainly do not function nearly as well. Which brings us to the real threat facing humanity. Lizard people in every facet of government are crying out against climate change. They push for a green energy. They push for renewable energy sources, recycling, uh, wind farms, anything and everything that can be done to slow or halt the effects of man-made climate change. Now, the people pushing against this narrative, the people saying, there's no climate change, don't worry about climate change. Climate change, climate change. These people fall into two camps. We have, firstly, those who know what is at stake here. They know that the truth is a dangerous commodity and they're willing to sacrifice a great deal to drive the lizard people back underground by causing great chaos in our own atmosphere. The other camp of people that are really pushing that climate change is a hoax, climate change doesn't exist, are uninformed morons and self-centered idiots uh, who really just don't don't want to, you know, be inconvenienced in the slightest and, and think that, you know, their car, their truck should be able to 
run through, you know, a tree's worth of uh, fossil fuel in a block and a half um, without without having to stop and think about it because it's easier. So those who deny climate change are either bastions of discipline, heroism, and selflessness, or morons driven by their own short-sighted interest in comfort or corporate greed. Now, on the other side, those who push for us to have a cleaner world, there are the lizard people. And then there are the best parts of humanity who, unaware as you are, you fools, of the growing lizard conspiracy festering at the most powerful points of each society. See that climate change is happening. See that it is dangerous. And and want to protect the rest of us. Now those intentions are are laudable. They are praiseworthy. But it is with my hope that with the truth getting out there, with people understanding at long last that this is a strategy and our best hope at diminishing the thriving lizard people political infrastructure Climate change is the fight fire with fire approach. We are burning the crops to save the farm. We are culling the herd to save this species. Modern technology has not yet found a way to distinguish between heartless reptile and well-intentioned human. We do not know how to confirm whether someone is a self-sacrificing hero, putting principle before personal comfort. Or an utter self-serving slob of toddler-like object impermanence.
I wish I had an answer for what the next step would be. I don't know if we should treat all climate change deniers as heroes or fools. I don't know if we should arrest everyone calling for a, a, a greener future, renewable energy, and expose them as reptiles, or if if we should search for the heroic humans caught within this movement, it's impossible to tell. But it is comforting, I think, to find that on both sides of this war, while we have the evil tyrannical reptiles we also have decent humans fighting for a better world and while we have moronic humans looking out for themselves and not able to see more than five foot in front of them We also have those making the ultimate sacrifice in the hopes of preserving our place in this planet. It's good to know that on both sides there are decent people trying. But as usual, morons and lizards just have to ruin it for everyone. This has been the Renanifesto. Thank you for listening in. Remember, tinfoil hats may reflect satellite beams, but they're actually superconductors for the microchips inside your skull. That's why you need a layer of lead sandwiched in between. It's been your tip of the week. Be good out there. And don't trust a lizard. Well, this was quite the variety hour. Yeah, we would like to reassure our listeners that no gophers were ingested in the performance of that last act. Um, God, what what a a bunch of memories we've made here today. What uh, what was your favorite, Sam? That's a hard one. That there were, that was a storybook of memories that we just made. Yeah, the the hard one was my favorite, too. Ah, so, thanks, listeners, watchers, viewers. 
We went full circle. We always do. <laughs> yes, we do. I'm Sam Jenny from Everyone's Weird, and so are you. Stay weird. And I, I am Justin Travis and Griffin McElroy. You can find us at these links and the following locations. If you're listening, then I'm just pointing at links, which may or may not be digitally inserted. I don't know how this works. But, uh, yeah, you uh, can find us there. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, etc. Um, YouTube, your mom's house, um, the post office, all those places. And, yeah, check out what's coming next. Stay weird. Yeah, uh, keep, keep on trucking, kiddo. And most importantly, stay weird. Yeah, but most importantly, be true to you. But definitely stay weird. The only thing you do. Well, I mean, but mostly, don't play the accordion because that's impressing nobody. It, really. I don't know. I mean, if you stay weird, it's. I mean, it's kind of a good you thing. could stay weird, or you could avoid all gas stop sushi and Mexican food. No, I think they want to stay weird. I mean, they they might want to stay weird, but their bowels will thank them for avoiding that sushi. So maybe just avoid the sushi. You know. No, the mm-hmm. bowels are weird too. Weird bowels. Well, you and your weird bowels. Have a good one, and remember, cats are not legal tender in Switzerland. We hope you enjoyed the multifariousness of our diverse variation and diversification for a non-redundant or repetitive span of time that is close to or similar to 60 minutes, which they tell us to classify as an hour. But it's too bad for them, because the construct of time has no hold on us. For all we know, this could have lasted nine hours. And I personally hope we wake up from our acid trip soon. Remember to visit Patreon or send stars or tokens on social media to keep everyone weird because so are you. This has been Sam Jenny, Ronan Daly, and Everyone's Weird and So Are You. Produced by Josh Keach, Sam Jenny, written and directed by Sam Jenny and Ronan Daly. Like here, like you told me to point. Here. Follow us. Follow the links. And we have put up one of those signs like on Pee Wee's Herman's Great Adventure. I mean. Sure. No? Um, I just say a lot of really insightful stuff and you kind of just make noises in the background. Oh. Well, this was quite the variety hour. Oh, uh, Ben, uh, sorry, just before we get started, there is one yeah. rule. Yes. You can't fall in love with me. It's too late. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. Every time. Every time. <laughs>